When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Music. Horror. Art. Politics. Bad assery. Welcome to Society 13. You want to see something really scary? You bet. Music. Horror. Art. Politics. And overall badass. Welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio. For real. On Society 13 Networks.
and we are on. Welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio, folks, friends and fiends. I've got newcomers here. I've been trying to get on for a couple weeks here, which is completely my fault. Hot Coffin from Milwaukee, I believe. Are you guys all from Milwaukee? Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, well, you just want to tell the folks here, what, what kind of sound do we expect outside of the, the opening riff we just heard, of course, from the opening song, Whistle, Hawk, and Spit, off Cigarette Music, correct? Yep. Well, what do you call, what do you call you? Are you guys rock and roll? You punk? What? Rock and roll, for sure. That's the way to go. Um, now, I want to ask you, so who we, we got two Chris's and a Joe, from what I understand. Yep. Yes. And who plays what? I guess I'll go by my full name, just to keep this easy, to separate. Uh, Christian on guitar, Joe bass, and Chris vocals. Okay. And as far as, uh, well, where did the name come from? A lot of people, they, they love the name. Uh, yeah, Hot Coffin came from uh, when starting the project, uh, which was like, you know, I was working on riffs after my past band and um, was talking with Joe. Joe and I in our old band, Red Night Flattery, recorded in Dallas, Texas uh, with a John Congleton. Um, and he, when we were down there recording, we were like throwing jokes back and forth, uh, just kind of making up band names and such. And Hot Coffin was one thing that he had said uh, through one of our joking conversations. <laughs> I thought it was fantastic, so we used it. It is. It's amazing. <laughs> I was talking so really, yeah, it means nothing other than, you know, from a time when we were with a homie recording, it was just something funny that stuck and had to use it. Well, interestingly, well, there's a lot of Texas connections on this show. I don't know if you guys caught the Mutant Press episode prior to you guys. Uh, great punk rock. This guy's been going for 25 years. Um, you check that one out. He's in Austin, and I have friends in Austin, too, and they do a lot of our intro and outro work here called Yard Panther. We'll discuss Yard Panther some other time. Um, as far I was going to ask you guys, previous work, what did you do before Hot Coffin? What was going on? Um, I guess I'll start. I, I was playing guitar in a band called Red Night Flattery uh, with Joe here on bass. Um, that was our past endeavor. I came from a band called Disguise as Birds, kind of a indie rock, slight blues tinge influence. Is that Joe? Uh, this is Chris. I'm Chris, sorry. okay. I just yeah, I'm trying to get it all together. It's hard, it's hard without visuals, you know. And sure. I'd, I'd rather have you in the studio, but it's a little bit of a distance. So. And what else we got? Previous work. Our drummer, John, um, came from a band called Since by Man. And they were big in the whole hardcore scene, uh, right. doing, I mean, I remember right before they broke up, they were doing some really big tours with bands like Under Oath and The Bled, uh, Poison the Well. Oh, right. I connected with that whole scene before kind of all those bands, they kind of died out at the same time. Yeah. From what I remember. That's the way it seems, yeah. I mean, what's the scene like with you guys right now? Now, we have a, a mutual friend, Dave Barsky, who introduced us. And, yes. I mean, he's just, he's a phenomenon when it comes to finding new bands and artists, and he hooked us up. Um, what is the scene like right now? It's been a year since, uh, we, we, me and Dave talk, but I, I, I things change so quickly. Uh, you mean the scene in Milwaukee? Yeah. Uh, it's really good. I feel like every kind of sound and style of music, there is a, you know, solely a, a pocket for it here. Uh, for us, this I mean, like the rock and roll kind of harder rock uh, thing. We have plenty of, you know, friends and bands that we can fit in with, like five, ten people we can name off mm -hmm. that are great, you know, and we tend to have buddies from Chicago come up and we try to get down there to do like a band we just play, like War Brides from Chicago are great. And, uh, yeah. Okay, what the question I have for you guys, uh, mainly, um, when a club owner comes up to you, other than handing them a demo or something, what do you tell them you sound like? How do you explain your sound? Oh, boy. That's a tough one. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I mean, know. We have certain influences, like, you know, 
hot snakes rocket from the crypt. Um, yeah. We dropped those names pretty, pretty quick. Um, they're pretty familiar household names. <laughs> um, outside of that, it's, it's like me. And, um, well, I mean, I just go with uh, punk rock to rock and roll. I mean, you guys just have this solid sound. Um, how, how did you guys get together? How did this happen? Uh, being friends for a very long time, like we said earlier, our old bands, um, and those two bands, Running Flattery and Disguise as Birds, we would always play shows together, mm-hmm. support each other. You know, our first release as Hot Coffin was a split seven-inch with Disguise as Birds. Uh, how our relationship with Chuzzles here, how Chris got, you know, even bigger and better as a friend, and how it kind of came to be that he joined with us, you know. I came out as our, as our second singer. Okay. I'm not sure if you knew that or not. No, I did not. For, for, yeah. First album, Law, features an entirely um, different singer, Sean Williamson. Mm-hmm. And um, after his departure, I came in, and I had this long-running relationship with these guys. We shared a practice space with this seven-inch. Just kind of, kind of made sense. So, have you guys played outside the Milwaukee area yet? Oh, we have Green Bay, you know, down to Chicago. Nice. Yes. And Texas, I guess. Well, that was old. That was an okay. older group. And the first record, what was the name of your first record you said? Law. Okay. And Cigarette Music is out. Uh, is that out now officially? Nope. Uh, you have the copy, but like no one has it other than just some of our close friends. Right now we just sent our order down to United uh, in Nashville to get the pressing going. Um, so until we know like about a date, roughly when we'll have that back, then we're going to plan a release show. Well, I mean, so it's you, actually, you actually debuted Whistle Hawk and Spit. Uh, absolutely. I, I, I didn't know I had the honor of doing that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, first I, one <laughs> that makes me very happy. That's better than Christmas for me. Honestly, I'm honored. <laughs> um, when I got the thing in the mail, honestly, uh, you know, from the Dropbox that you guys sent, and uh, I, I played it, and we're sitting in, in the living room here, had some folks over, and it was just like in your face, and I hate playing music on the laptop. It, it drives me crazy, so I, I had to immediately pull the MP3s and convert it onto the computer and blast it on the stereo, and it's, it was just in your face. It was like hearing Black Flag for the first time, and uh, that, that means a lot to me. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. Absolutely. Uh, well, let's see. If not music, what will you guys be doing? Do you have anything on the side? Any other creative talents? Well, I, I, I work as a web designer by day that's, and, and by night. I'm not okay. It's, it's like I'm doing that constantly. Um, not me. Not you. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been working at a, a screen printing shop for the last seven years, so like, you know, doing art and print, something, you know, I like to do on the side. Nice. Yeah. And you guys into uh, comic books or horror movies? Um, I was in a trauma film a couple years ago. Sweet. Which one? Hey, who am I talking to? It, this is, this is Chris Chuzzle. Okay, gotcha. Um, it's a, it's a trauma team release called Blood Junkie. Nice. You can see me in the first solid two minutes of the film. <laughs> I get, I get killed off real early. First death. <laughs> That's a great feeling. I just got killed off in a film too. <laughs> so for all my haters out there, they get to see my head get blown apart. What's the name of that film? Is it The Room? <laughs> well, I, no, the, actually the film I'm talking about is, uh, it's called The Chop and it has to do with a chop shop and gangsters and filmed in Pittsburgh, local indie stuff. But, uh, yeah, there's a couple of films coming out. Blood on the Real is another one. Uh, how to make, uh, well, the, the, the problems of making an indie horror film and this guy, Johnny Dagger's, uh, 
put this film together. It came out really good. And I'm the only writer that got on there that wasn't a director. And it, it's a fun movie, good independent stuff. You guys will like it. You guys should do the soundtrack, but I don't really have much say in that. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to touch prices after this. <laughs> yeah, right? Seriously. I think he's done, though. I'm not sure. But that doesn't mean that there, there's not other options for you. I know a lot of directors uh, make indie flicks. And that was actually a, a question. What kind of soundtrack, if you guys could get on a soundtrack, what what, what kind of movie would it be? Hmm. I could see some kind of spaghetti western. Spaghetti western or adult film, something. Between maybe the. Somehow I knew you were going to say that. Two of those. <laughs> With that in mind, we're going to play the second song of the show tonight. Um, I, I have a personal favorite, and this is the one that like ripped my face off. Uh, Salt Away. All right. Yeah, we're going to play that right now. And um, you want to tell me what that's about? Salt Away, I, I had this, I've had this fear since I was a child of. Uh, home intruders, home invasions. Like, oh wow! Yeah. I always had nightmares as a child about you know people at my window. Mm. And this this song, um, yeah, it's it's about you know kind of kind of treating your home as a refuge while people are trying to break in and uh, not being prepared and just kind of like hiding in silence while people are ransacking your your home. That's heavy, and that's a real that's a real thing these days. I mean, I don't know, depending where you are, that's a real fear. So yeah, now you got me worried. All right, <laughs> with that, with that, uh, let's hear "Salt Away." And we'll get back with uh, these guys, of course, from Hot Coffin, and uh, stay tuned, folks.
afraid of the dark, but you should be. There are things that dwell here in the dark. Things best left unseen. With the initial smoke clear from the fall of tomorrow, the blood now flows even thicker with dwelling in the dark. Eleven stories. All bits of the same mysterious puzzle. Fitting together with horrific parallels to its predecessor. Get ready for new, truly terrifying tales set in the broken world from the fall of tomorrow. Take a closer look at what's now dwelling in the dark. If you dare. Available on Amazon in traditional print and ebook. Get your copy today. Visit www.fairlydarkproductions.com for more info on the author and his work. Still here? Okay. Let's play a game. <laughs> You're listening to Society 13. Do not attempt to adjust your headset. I said, don't adjust your headset. I said, don't adjust your headset. Don't adjust your headset! You're listening to the Society 13 Podcast Network. Don't adjust your headset. Okay, we are back. Thanks for listening to Kettle Whistle Radio here. I'm back with uh, Hot Coffin. You just heard Salt Away, which is my favorite track off of cigarette music. And I've got the guys on the line right now, Chris, Chris, and Joe. That makes it really easy. Um, let's let's talk about the tracks here that we played, you know, Whistle, Hawk, and Spit. Uh, you, I guess you got to tell me what that's about. Whistle Hawk and Spit. Yeah. Um, that song, it's um, it's kind of about enabling addictions. Um, I, I use some themes from uh, Jay Salinger, short story called Perfect Day for Banana Fish. Okay. Um, that kind of reoccurred throughout that song. Um, that's that's really yeah. Well, it's a lot. It's a, it's a tragedy story. Okay. Well. <laughs> And then we got um, Hammer Throw. What do we got going on there? Hammer Throw is a story of Abraham Lincoln seeing his doppelganger the night before he was elected for a term. And traditionally, when you see your doppelganger, that's a sign of your your own impending demise. Very interesting. I never would have guessed that, ever. (laughs) That's awesome. Now I'm going to use that song somehow. That's fantastic. I I tend to use really good music when when I'm doing my writing. I like to listen to stuff to get geared up, you know. Like before you guys came on, I had Olivia Newton-John, and I honestly love you, you know, because little known fact, it's in Jaws. So I'm just saying. Um, (laughs) All right. And then the bait. What is the bait? The bait is is about me basically arguing with my uncle about politics and you know him changing his viewpoints as a you know as a near 60 year old man his lifelong viewpoints and kind of crossing over to the other political side and crush depth crush depth 
I wrote during a huge snowstorm we had in, uh, this is maybe two years ago, I believe. Um, there was a giant pileup in Wisconsin. Um, oh, it was yes. like, I don't know, like a 75 car pileup that made oh, national news. And I was driving past that, um, and it was, it just came to me about, you know, just, I wish I had like a, just like a summary that could just bypass all this. Mm. And it's, it's, it's a, it's a nautical themed song basically about driving, you know, yeah, yeah. In, in, going cross country in a, in a submarine, which doesn't even make sense. No, nah, it's, it's like it's, just kind of bypassing everything else. It makes sense to yeah. me, like in the moment. The, the, in the moment, writing is always the best. If you, you know, it just has that. It has the sense of motion while you're listening to it and while you're reading it or whatever. I mean, you captured a moment in time. Uh, salt away. We had an interesting conversation off air about that. <laughs> yeah, salt, salt away stems from a, a childhood fear that I had um, when I was when I was a kid. I had this fear about um, you know people being at my window like intruders. And I, I told another friend about that, a so-called friend who told his older brother who proceeded to put on a monster mask and wait outside my window one night, and it's given me horrible nightmares for my entire life. Oh Somebody at the window trying to break in. Wow. And the song is about, you know, just like being in your house when somebody's like, somebody or multiple people are breaking in and kind of hiding out and being silent and not giving away your location and just waiting, waiting it out in terror, pretty much. Okay. That's pretty deep, actually. I didn't know where you were going there. Um, false positive? False positive is about um, mandatory drug testing to receive uh, food stamps. Okay. Now we, we got two more here. Lesson in sleep. Lesson in sleep is about. Um, it's a song about the, um, the satanic statue that was being built in Oklahoma, proposing to be built in Oklahoma. And finally, ask to ask. Has <laughs> <laughs> to ask is um, it's about I, I, I think I mentioned I'm a I'm a web designer developer and it's just, just about designing code that will self destruct to basically um, basically for job security. Gotcha. Okay. I have a few people uh, that listen that will understand exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> Actually, two. One of them works for Society 13, our podcast network. Um, this came from uh, my one of my assistants, actually, Ms. D. Uh, how have your influence changed with the ever-changing rock scene? Uh, does it influence your music? Sure. I mean, I think all of us, you know, we're constantly listening to new albums and bands and things that just pop up in the moment. You know, you go to a show for one band and then you see an opener that you never heard of. So, I mean, all of us musically are being inspired and influenced through things, you know, on the daily and just let it ride. And what are your, like, biggest influence? How did you guys get started, like, with music in general as a kid? Did somebody give you some vinyl? Did you, was it something you heard on the radio? I think all of us come from, or I mean, just like, you know, being around parents that had records. But, I mean, you know, Joe and I, for example, like, you know, just dorking out in the friend's basement, mm-hmm. playing Metallica covers, and listening to like the classics, you know, and it just like sets that fire and you just want to get better at guitar and strive to play riffy things, you know, and that was really a foundation. It's a perfect foundation, I think, for all of us. A lot of people can learn 
from all right let's get into the guilty pleasures of music like i have a penchant for going and listening to bad disco just whether <laughs> it's just funny and i grew up in the you know in the 70s as a child and it was everywhere and then we went from that you know the, we had van halen and black sabbath and led zeppelin but then here comes uh rap music in the 80s and late 70s and it made me get into heavier music the more you listen to this other, the other, you know, the duality of like sound. Um, do you guys, is there anything that you feel guilty that you listen to or you, you go back to? I mean, going a little, listen to a little, uh, like Al Stewart or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do keep a, a hair metal station on my go. car stereo on, on a, one of the preset buttons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got that hair nation. Eddie, yep, Eddie Trunk, <laughs> Eddie Trunk, man. I got to see those guys. I, I went to a live taping of that metal show. It was fantastic. It was just a good time. That's a great show. I mean, I, yeah, I, I still listen to my Def Leppard, you know, old Def Leppard. So sure. I take a beating for that. There's got to be more guilty pleasures than that, though, guys. Come on, there's got to be some go-to that you're not going to end your weekend without listening to. <laughs> Let's see. You're holding out. I don't know, I guess guilty pleasure. I mean, one man I always loved younger and I still to this day is support tool. I mean, I always thought oh, they were that's fantastic. Awesome. That's not guilty. They, they're due for a- <laughs> <laughs> you know, I get shit for it though. People are like, wait, what? I don't oh know. man, Maynard, Maynard's awesome. Everything it's, he does. It's great, you know? I, you know? Yeah. Did you I, get some, I get some shit for listening to Blink 182. Uh, well, I could see that. <laughs> yeah, but I grew up, you know, with that and I, I like to learn the bass parts for those songs, and it's still something that's stuck with me over the years. Well, I mean, they are actually a punk rock band that happens to go yeah. pop. You know, it does happen. It happened. I mean, look at uh, what the what the hell's their name? Uh, Noodles. Uh, oh, jeez, I can't think of their name. Offspring. 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 Yeah. You know, they just happen to write good pop songs, but they're a punk band. They're tight. Yeah, for sure. And they're embarrassed by the fact that they wrote good pop songs, but they, hey, they're laughing all the way to the bank, you know? <laughs> Seriously. Um, okay, let's go. I, I gotta, I ask this every time, and lately it's been a little uh, on the negative side. Star Wars. Are you guys fans or not? Yes. Oh, I got three yeses? <laughs> that, Absolutely. Is, that doesn't I have happen. Flashing in my basement that's stored away. Nice. Uh, I'm surrounded by mine in the studio right now, including Force Awakens action figures I just found in the store, and I could not buy them. They were so cool. Um, <laughs> it's ridiculous how expensive they are, but uh, yeah, it just, I don't know. I'm, I'm a sucker. I'm waiting for it in December. I probably will be online just like the old days. Um, but yeah, you guys looking forward to it? Yeah, I think it's I think it's going to be amazing. I think so too. I think it's in good hands. There's a lot of rumors, a lot of stories, spoilers, and things like that. I'm just going to wait and see what happens, you know. And they're using practical effects again. It's uh, we're not talking CGI. The ships are real models again. Yeah, that's the number one reason I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, that, and we talked comic books. Not so much. You guys are not so much into that. Not, I mean, not, yeah, not really. Okay. Um, yeah, I, went through, I went through a phase, maybe. In my youth, absolutely. You know, yeah. it's huge. They're just redoing everything anyway. I go with the indies these days. There's a lot of cool independent art um, out there, and I, I that's where I, I keep it. I will I will buy from DC and Marvel just to keep relevant because the show does talk about it. But um, other than that, let's see. Now, this is a, this is a tough one here, especially for you guys because you guys probably see a lot of concerts. Best live show. Ever? Well, one that's, it comes to your mind immediately. Well, I'll just say I was last night in Chicago at Empty Bottle. I saw the OCs in the blind shape. It was fantastic. Okay. I don't know them. I'm not familiar with them. Amazing. Get on board. Okay. Maybe a month ago or less, the three of us uh, saw Mets in right here in Milwaukee. Yeah, Mets were great. That was a great show. 
Nice. Jeez. Okay. So, uh, what about this band, Churches? Are you familiar with this? I hate um, churches. I think churches is the ace of base for millennials. Is I know right? churches and okay. they sell fried chicken. Otherwise, it's nothing to me. That, you know? Thank you, churches. Yeah, man. We had them on Long Island. I remember that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I, I'm just curious because I caught something one night at the tail end of it, and then I had some people in here. Um, the director, Carrie Hill, who did Scream Park and his new leading lady for the part two, they were talking about them like they're the second coming, and I just hadn't heard them. Maybe so it's more pop. They're more pop oriented? They're, they're very. Okay. All right. Um, well, let's see here. Um, hmm. Now, if you guys could play in any other band other than the one you're in, all right, we're talking famous band. Who would you play with? And well, let's say you can make your own band with some famous key players. Who would you pick? You go with each one of you. I would have loved to be in a band with Dimebag Daryl. Thank you. Yep, that's my number one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's my go-to. What else we got? I don't know, you know, honestly, I've been, I've always really liked Mike Patton. I'd love to play guitar in a group where he's singing, you know? Thank you. Yeah, Mike Patton is a genius. I don't know that you could deal with it. You'd probably break your guitar over his head at some point. (laughs) I'm okay with it though. Yeah. (laughs) He'd probably welcome it. Yeah, I I did buy the New Faith No More. It's sitting right in front of me. Um, I actually bought the disc. Um, I like it, but I'm a big Bungle fan, so I wanted a little more funkiness. (laughs) You know? Nice dude. Did you guys ever get Peeping Tom? That's another Patton unit. Yeah, I, I actually I have the demos yeah. that like leaked maybe seven or eight years before the album came out. Nice. I enjoyed those more than the actual LP. It's oh, that's a fantastic album. It's kind of like Gorillas meets you know, Mike Patton, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's good stuff. But Nora Jones and him have a cool duet. I'm sure you've heard it. Uh, I, I did like that track. That's a standout. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, no other uh, key members you'd want in your band or play with a band, maybe a, a defunct band. Uh, I'd love to play with Swami. Ooh, yeah. John Reese, for sure. Nice. Uh, how about Ace Freely? How, where you, how do you take that? <laughs> um, yeah, I respect this for what they were and everything, but me personally, no, Christopher, too, uh, you know, it never, that wasn't my foundation. Me either. I think it'd be cool to hang out with those dudes, but I was never a crazy Ace Freely fan. I, I, see, I like Ace. Um, I'm not a Kiss fan. And I'm, I'm actually going to go see him again. I've seen him several times. Uh, oh, nice. Let's see here. Oh, what was going to know? Having our super group too. Yeah, like, and with Neil Diamond singing. Or <laughs> that's what that would be my ch- my choice. Double singer. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. It would sell. It would sell. Um, before a show, how do you guys get excited? Like I said, I, I was listening to Olivia Newton John. Really, there was no reason for that. Um, how do you guys get hyped before you get on stage? I think for the close, you know. Little social circle together with a high life in hand, you know. There you go. Yeah, a couple beers. All right, and uh, what's your take on vinyl these days? Coming Amazing. back, great. Yeah, we're up. We're all big vinyl junkies. I had a feeling. So your parents, like you said, the records just piled high, and you guys got to listen to your parents' records. Yeah, no, my parents' records were mostly vinyl. Yeah, they were. <laughs> I was around for eight tracks too. They were terrible. <laughs> Terrible. Um, well, let's see. Why don't you guys tell us how we can find you, uh, Twitters, sites, and everything else, and when the album comes out. Um, we're on all, all, all sorts of social media. Facebook, Instagram. Yeah, hotcoffin.com. I believe the Facebook would just be, you know, the dot com, com slash, hot com slash hotcoffin. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, Twitter. 
uh, Instagram, everything just, you know, with Hat Coffin. And I don't believe there's any doppelganger Hat Coffins out there trying to do this. There actually is. is there's, there's a Hot Coffin from Dallas. Is this true? That features an 11-year-old drummer. This weird, like, weird. prodigy um, drummer. And they're from Dallas. Isn't John Coddington from, also from Dallas? Dallas? Yeah. yeah. I think he might have leaked. Oh, man. Spilled the beans to somebody else. <laughs> I never heard anything of this. I think there's well, a double, talk more a double cross. <laughs> podcast, hope to talk more. <laughs> Very upset right now. My anger level just went fucking 10 to 15. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, uh, before we fade out here, I got to ask you too. Uh, do you, do you guys remember the first record or CD you ever bought with your own money? Yeah. Jock Jams Volume 1. <laughs> yeah, that's mine too. Uh, Faith No More's Angel Dust. Nice. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah one person had a cool answer. <laughs> All right. And uh, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think Pantera's longer display of power I bought on cassette. Fantastic. Uh, that explains your influences. Yeah, Hot Coffin, again, you guys, you have a wall of sound, and that's like my favorite type of music growing up a ministry fan. It's just, and Pantera, it's a wall of sound. It hits you and just leaves you spinning, and that's the only way I can explain how it sounds without playing it. So, um, when, when's your next show? Uh, it's pending right now. We decided to take a little breather after the one we just played two weeks ago at our local Cactus Club venue. Uh, to just kind of sort out, you know, when we're going to have these records back. But I'm sure we'll be doing something this fall. Yeah, we're we're planning on having a release show coinciding with whenever we get the, the vinyl back. Very cool. So um, and that's kind of up. That day is kind of up in the air. So, but we're going to be you know, doing some weekends out of town. Well, hey, I got to ask you. You being yeah. from Pittsburgh, are you familiar with a band called Honeymoon? Honeymoon, no, but I'll probably get killed for not. Are they uh, new? Right. Or? Well, check them out, but I only reference them because I, the member, uh, he plays drums in Honeymoon, but the band before that, he sang in from Pittsburgh called Girl Fight. I do um, know them. But his name's Dave Watt. He's great. He's actually about to wrap up our album artwork for this record, Cigarette Music. So that's our, it's kind of funny we're doing this with you, like our first podcast and live stream of the record in Pittsburgh, and he's also in Pittsburgh that's working on the artwork. Oh, I love, no, I love it that we can bring it together. Dave Barsky too, he's bringing Pittsburgh and Milwaukee together here. And I'm actually from Long Island. I'm, so I'm that's kinda... a little connection. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's a great connection. I love plugging the locals here. That sounds great, doesn't it? Um, horror movies. <laughs> Do you guys like horror movies? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. When they're good. When they're Actually, good. When they're really bad too. <laughs> yeah. 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 Any favorites? <laughs> I- I'm a victim. I like both. Um, any favorites? Yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah, it's, it's hard. You know, the last one I saw that I thought was actually fantastic was The Strangers. That one still holds up to me. Oh, okay, yeah, that I do remember that. Um, yeah. I like Sinister. That was the last real good one I saw. Uh, and Sinister 2 is out. Well, I'm going to wrap this up here, guys. I hope to have you on again. And I, I guess you guys don't know what a Yard Panther is yet, do you? No. No. All right. Well, I like, say no. They do our music here, our background and, uh, our, our, uh, intro and outro. And it's two girls and a guy in Austin, friends of mine. And, uh, hopefully, well, hopefully you guys get turned on me. Maybe they'll come out and open it for you guys someday. I know they'd love to. Uh, for now, pick a song we're going to go out to. That's up to you guys now. Oh boy. Right. Um, let's see. Let's do Hammer Throw. Perfect. Perfect. Now that I know what it's about. <laughs> That's so fucked up. I love it. I love it. Alright, so find me at Twitter at Fairly Dark Folks. Uh, go to my site, www. 
FairlyDarkProductions.com. Check out my books if you like horror. I got two of them out there now and more coming your way. A comic book coming out in October. And if you like prog music, yes, Tool fans, <laughs> we have a show called Prog Watch. Prog Watch is actually now internationally, it's renowned. Uh, check it out at Society 13. Uh, that's with Anthony, the Prog Squatch. Thanks for listening. Hot Coffin, guys. Thank you so much, Chris, Chris, and Joe. Thank you, Dave. Thank, Thank you for having us. Absolutely. I hope to have you on again, and we're going to listen to some kick-ass music from you now and hopefully play some more in the future. Good luck with the release, and keep me updated. Thank you. Definitely. All right, guys. Take care. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening, folks.
Miles, are you ready to record our promo for Season 2 of the Wanna Bet Podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that Season 2 starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. So no more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.